Hello, my name is Daniel Kelly and this is May Contain, the podcast breaking the stigma of what it's really like living with a severe food allergy. So on this week's episode, I'm joined by Stacey Forsey. But before I jump ahead of myself and get into the podcast episode today, I just want to take this moment to just say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who's listened to the podcast so far. This is my last episode of Series 1, which is actually like, it's actually quite emotional. <laughs> I say emotional, but it's, it's actually quite sad because I feel like the podcast has, just, has helped me so much with my allergies and interviewing all these amazing guests and having them to share their experience of how they manage their allergy, whether that's anxiety or eating out. So I really hope this podcast has helped you guys as well. And if you do have chance, please, please, please write me a view on iTunes. It means so much to me and it means a massive difference. So yeah, if you get a chance for two minutes at the end of the podcast, please just write me a view on iTunes um, if it has helped you. And I really, really appreciate it. And series two of the May Contain podcast will be out around the springtime. So make sure to stay put until then, but I'll keep you guys posted on social media. Let's get to the podcast. So today I'm joined by Stacey Forsey, who I recently met at the Allergy Free From show in Liverpool. So I thought it'd be amazing to get on the podcast today. So she starred on the reality TV show, Real Housewives of Cheshire for three years until she decided to step aside from the show and launch her own cookbook aimed at helping families combat food allergies and intolerances. So when she's not expecting to come up with new recipes, she's a businesswoman, artist, charity fundraiser. She literally doesn't stop. So I really appreciate your time coming on the podcast today. Oh no, thank you for having me. This is amazing. So how, before we like jump straight into like your allergies and like intolerances, we met at the allergy show. And, yeah. Like, it's great to see like your, your cookbook like it's doing really well and yeah. everything you do. Oh, and thank I was, you. Like, mm. Online, like it feels like you do like so much. Like how do you get the time? Yeah. to do all, everything like but, but I do Dan and um, I never talk about what I do and I don't have an agent and I do everything on my own I, I've uh, I'm not like sitting here blowing my own trumpet but um, I run myself ragged sometimes and this is a completely different subject but mentally I'm not being myself I'd say the last six months and that's because I'm doing too much um, which is a completely different subject um, but you're right, I do do too much. And I think, I think it's a good topic, though, because I always find mm. that like trying to get that work life balance. Yeah. And imagine, like, yeah. so you've got kids as well, and imagine yeah. like, being a parent as well, trying yeah. to do all like your side hustles and yeah. projects. Like. Yeah, and, and I'll be really honest, and, and I, I, it's no shame in talking about it. I've have gone slightly under in the last six months, just um, I have taken on too much. Maybe there's an element of that that's my own fault because I'm a little bit of a control freak. I'm also a creative like yourself. And I like to, you know, everything's got to look right and be right and have the right feel. And um, yeah, I've just just decided I need to really slow down and I need to kind of concentrate on maybe one or two of the things that I do. So I don't know how much you've read about what I do, but, you know, so, for example, the art is having to take a little bit of um, a back seat at the moment, um, which I think is absolutely fine to do because that's something that will never go away. I'll always be creative. I'll always paint. When you come back to it as well, you're probably, like, more expressive or, like, if you've got something to tell on the painting, then you can kind of play them them experiences. Yeah, totally. And so I think New Year's resolution, considering we've just entered the new year... Um, is for me to just kind of focus on certain aspects of my business this year and um, not try and do too much at once. Because like you say, I am a mum at the same time and um, that's my first and foremost is my um, main job and priority, really. 
So if we go like from the beginning, so mm. you've got is it allergies and intolerances? So is it is it you found out your your intolerances first, or how yeah. did that kind of come about? Yeah, it's been a really it's been a really long journey for me, and I've had to find out everything myself with a lot of um, perseverance of um, you know conventional doctors just telling me that I had IBS which I wasn't really very happy with so over the last three four years having had various different tests with nutritionists um, I found out that I have intolerances and food allergies but initially the question you just asked it started with food intolerances and the allergies the allergy test came later so mm. did you not find about the food allergies until you kind of done all these like different tests. So. Yeah, so it started off, I think um, I was really poorly. So I think my first port of call was the one of these online intolerance tests that oh, everybody yeah. does, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't really want to advocate if I'm really honest because they're so expensive. And the test that I ended up doing um, with my nutritionist was to find out food allergies, intolerances and genetically what I can and can't break down and that was the same price as the online um, food intolerance oh, test really? so I think without jumping ahead to the book um, it's one of the reasons I wrote the book so that I could help people and guide them because I think so many people have probably gone through or going through what I've gone through and it's been a long um, tiring and expensive route. So, so what mm. food allergies have you got now then? Did so, um, believe it or not, I'm not not supposed to have turkey meat. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm probably much more fortunate than a lot of people because the food allergies that I have, they're not life-threatening, yeah. but I just have really severe reactions uh, and can be quite poorly for a couple of days. So, for example, turkey is one of them, which I'll explain later. Uh, peas, apple and codfish. So for years and quite years... Like, quite specific I know, ones, isn't it? Like, I know. Yeah. And for years, um, if I, I don't... Well, to be honest, I don't eat fish and chips a lot, but when I did have them, or cod, yeah. I would have really bad stomach cramps and feel really poorly for a couple of days after, but well, I never knew it was the cod never at the time. On, yeah. yeah. Um, and with the food allergies, I get much more severe reactions than I would do to my intolerances. Um, and you know yourself, intolerances, you can reset your body after 12 weeks and not eat that food for 12 weeks and you should be okay as long as you ease into it slowly. But the food allergies, they're always there. And um, and yeah, and obviously the last couple of weeks, the turkey's been the worst one. So. Do you have to avoid turkey? Or did well, you? no. So yeah. I was really... So I plan to avoid and I plan to get myself a, a roast chicken or something and in the end I just thought no do you know what I'm at home yeah. I'm not going anywhere I'm not doing anything uh, other than being with my family and sat around in my tracksuit yeah. I've done all my Christmas partying and get together with families Got that out of the way first, so yeah, yeah so I just thought right okay I know now what my I mean for God's sake if, if I had a serious reaction then I wouldn't would never advocate this obviously but I know my own body and I know how it reacts so I knew just a small portion would be okay and I just had some on Christmas day yeah and so it's not like life-threatening you no. want like your neck no 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 feel like a bit like no I'm, that. yeah as yeah. I say I'm really lucky I don't get those yeah. kind of reactions um but my my whole gut was so swollen. You were, I mean, I could show you photographs because <laughs> I did take some photographs actually. Um, and then that was me for three or four days, quite feeling quite poorly. And ironically, um, 
talking about mental illness, um, I felt my whole, I mean, I brought it on myself, but I felt, didn't feel as sharp over Christmas and felt a bit weird after I'd eaten it. And because my problems are gut related, I knew that having eaten the turkey, um, I still not got quite to the bottom of how everything works completely, but um, I just mentally didn't feel great neither. I felt I felt really foggy again. I just felt as though you just feel it my like coming. Yeah. Body was fighting whatever toxins were within the gut. Yeah. I don't know. I, I am not a nutritionist, but I just know that I was silly to to eat it. So but, is the mm. allergies in the family then, or is it just yourself? No, um, no allergies in the family. I literally just been having this conversation with my mum. Actually, um, we ended up on the conversation of eczema. Uh, I was covered head to toe in eczema until the age, from from birth until the age of 12, 13. And mum just mentioned, because she never knew her own mum, and she just mentioned that over Christmas she'd learnt from her half-brother that her mum had psoriasis. And, and then she said to me, I wonder if the two are related. And, you know, and then we got on yeah. a different conversation then. But um, no, don't know anybody with food allergies or food intolerances or um, it's weird. I find it strange how people pick up like later on in life. I heard about I like people who got pregnant before, yes, and then after they've got had a kid, like they come out with these like really severe food allergies, and like yeah. it's just crazy. I was like interviewing someone the other day, and like she didn't have food allergies until twenty five. So it's bizarre, isn't it? It's just yeah. bizarre. Like, yeah. like people just like pick these allergies was there up any, out of nowhere. Like. Was there any reason for that? Was she given a reason for it, or don't know? Just body no. one day was like no, like cat nuts. No, she used to no. have nuts at Christmas. <gasps> used to have a big bag of nuts every mm. Christmas and then one Christmas. Mm. I think she had them initially like, at the start of Christmas and then a few days later she went back to the same bag, had the nuts and she'd come out in like, a, a severe allergic reaction. She said she looked into the mirror and her face was like a bully. You know, like Hitch, the film, where yeah. he looks into the mirror and his face is like swollen. So I just find it really I find. I mean, crazy. I think I know where, why I'm why I am, but I can't speak for everybody with food allergies and food intolerances. I know my, everything that I have is gut-related um with regards to food and i know that came about from really high doses of antibiotics and steroids quite a while ago so it's well myself and my nutritionist we've had a really good guess at that and we traced kind of traced everything back, back yeah. that that's when all my issues started so yeah so before we kind of go into like detail about like the cookbook before mm. When you was going out to like restaurants, did you have any like issues and like eating like desserts or like eating food, for example, like in regards to like your allergies or like intolerances with the chef? Did they understand it? Um, this is pre cookbook when I just found out. You mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- those early stages I found really really hard because obviously um, I'm not allowed to have dairy and gluten and eggs at that time. So if you think about it, every sweet dessert yeah. and treat is made with butter like, yeah. yeah butter milk eggs um flour so i found i had more challenges when eating out with ordering something sweet definitely savory i've always got buy on um i could definitely tell a good chef to a bad chef when i'm out in a restaurant because i eat out loads um and some some restaurants will make me feel very comfortable. Even the chef will come out and have a chat with me. Um, they're very happy to make the the starter main course, what, whatever I'm eating, and in using alternative ingredients or and still make it tasty, which is the main point. Because some restaurants, 
and I totally get this, and we were saying this earlier on off off um off the cuff. Off yeah. the cuff. Um that some restaurants just go and shut down and really are afraid to serve you. And I do understand that at the same time, really do get it. Um because the responsibility of something awful happening and somebody having a really life-threatening reaction. But at the same time, I think there's a certain way that you've got to try and also make that customer with the like, allergies. I, th- I always feel there should be like a procedure like put in place like to make yes. sure that they are like the dialogue with the customer is like the first thing. Hundred mm. percent. And then trying to like mm. build that customer with confidence. And if they don't feel yep. they can serve that customer, then be honest about it. And I yep. feel like when they when they give you that a bit like mm, like maybe mm. and it makes you really confused then like am I going to be safe eating there or not? And yep. I rather uh, someone be like know what I can serve you and yes. I'm going to do everything they can and I think you mentioned before that yeah. the chefs then come out and be like we'll make sure mm. we cook it in a separate part of the kitchen but when they come out and they're a bit like mm, uh, the humming and ah um, and it just yeah, like really confuses uh, me yeah it, it I think you want to have confidence in the kitchen and confidence in the manager confidence in the chef and um certain restaurants give me that straight away and certain restaurants don't so and I don't think that's the restaurant's fault I think what what should happen is there should be, I don't know, maybe you and I should get together and get a team together. I don't know. It should be, you know, it's just a really nice way of explaining to staff, managers, chefs of, of how to speak to and handle that person with food allergies and intolerances and make them feel comfortable and not alienated. So I feel like my best experience has been at like, um, say like higher end Mm. restaurants, but not everyone with allergies is going to have that privilege to always exactly. go to like really nice restaurants if I'm treating yes. myself for like a birthday or whatever then mm. I'll go to like a really nice restaurant and mm-hmm. I went to one in Brighton actually and um it's like this Michelin star restaurant and I found it online it had amazing reviews and I told him about my allergy and the chef actually come out himself yeah and went through the whole menu of me and he's like that. Mm. You, you can be absolutely fine and like he's like you fine with the desserts as well which yeah. really surprised me because like like you said I'm I just avoid desserts and then having that opportunity yes. then to have desserts is just like it's it was such a big thing. Like. And I think as well, when you eat out now, veganism is huge, which is fantastic. So they've, be, vegans, thankfully, have kind of paved the way for people like you and allergies, I, yeah, yeah. because we know ourselves, the main food allergens are dairy, gluten, uh, well, wheat, uh, sea, seafood. Yeah, seafood yeah. Um, so, and shellfish, obviously. Um, so, Veganism has been great for you and I when it comes to the dairy and um, and and desserts. I always get offered the vegan menu all the time, yeah. and um, it's not always the right food for me. As much as I mean, I I do vegan one day a week. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my gut to my diet doesn't allow me to go completely vegan at the moment. Maybe something in the future, but so yeah, um, restaurants are getting better. But I think that's because of veganism. And not so much about people having alternative diets because they can't actually eat that food anymore. It's not a choice, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. But I think like vegans like 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 made the way. And I always think as well like allergies are more in the mainstream in the last two years than they've ever been. And I always feel mm. like allergies in the next five ten years is just going to mm. be like as big as like vegans because at the minute Same. there's mm. a few of us like yourself like talking about allergies online and like trying to like pave a way and like raise awareness yeah. about allergies and there's very few of us at the minute but I feel like in the next five ten years there's going to be like more people hopefully like speaking up yeah, about it. Yeah I agree and I think it's also gut health and understanding gut health more which is more where I'm coming from really yeah. that 
the reason why I have food allergies and intolerances is because of, I mean, I've not completely investigated everything that I may have, um, considering I have asthma and hay fever and I did have eczema, I may have some autoimmune issues, but um, I definitely have gut health problems. So I think, you know, food allergies, food intolerances, practicing good gut health are definitely, um, but people like you and myself are, are creating more awareness towards this as well as veganism. And it would be nice that if, um, yeah, um, it just wasn't all, always about are you a vegan or not. Yeah, you know, that's it's, what I mean. Like, I do have, like, yeah. Like everyone, first thing like everyone yes. asks. Like, do you want the vegan menu? Yeah. No, I really like something yeah. that's dairy and gluten free. So you've recently done a book called Scrumptious Treats, which is free from dairy, gluten, egg, and sugar. And no refined sugar. No refined yes. sugar. Yeah. So what was kind of like the inspiration behind the book? Um, I suppose the fact that, well, my daughter Grace also found out when she was about 10 years old that she also couldn't heat, heat eat dairy, gluten, and eggs. And um, also, just very similar to me, she had candida, and which is a gut-related issue, and um, which meant that she could no longer eat many sweet treats that were out there because, as we know, not being able to eat dairy, gluten, and eggs means no butter, no flour, yeah. and well, hardly any anything that's sweet, really. Ice cream no, no, like full of dairy. And, like, restaurants yeah. and then trying to get like so a hard. Nice dessert and then yeah, and then and then at school, her favourite pudding was berry crumble, and and then it meant that when she was going to school, she was having to eat apples and fruit instead of what you know, watching nobody else eat the berry crumble. So there was that element. There was the element that I really felt for my daughter, and I was trying to make as many sweet ingredients and batch them up at home for her as I could, so that. At least when she came home from school, she got something from myself and had something in the cupboard. And then also, you know, I'm a real foodie. I love to eat. I love to eat and drink. And yeah, I love like classic. Yourself, yeah. yeah, I love quite classic, good old-fashioned British food. And, um, you know, I love sitting down on a Sunday lunch and, and having sticky toffee pudding. And that went, you know, we, we could. it was the sweet desserts that we realized we couldn't eat anymore sweet snacks yeah. sweet desserts sweet puddings and so yeah inspiration was really so did you the lack then, of like, it in the supermarkets yeah. then when you was like trying to find these desserts there wasn't yeah. anything out there which kind of like bit yeah. that kind of like yeah, criteria yeah. A little bit. so obviously i'm a home cook i'm not a chef so as soon as grace would come home from school or I'd do the weekly shop I thought, right, I'll find some free-from desserts for yeah. Grace or free-from biscuits. And um, I look on the packages and it's full of preservatives and sugar and E-numbers. and oh, It's <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, it's just crap, full of crap. Yeah. And I just thought, even, I'm not going to say names, um, I, I, just terrible, to be honest. And then also you've got some great people out there. Uh, obviously, I won't mention it. Well, the likes of Deliciously Ella. Yeah. She's fantastic. And I'm bakes and cooks with raw, raw ingredients which is fantastic but to for, for my daughter she wanted to eat the foods that she was used to eating before yeah. and anything else I was giving her she could taste the cacao or the or the nuts or you know whatever raw ingredients yeah, yeah. were being used so so that didn't really work neither so I just kind of I kept trying to make my own concoctions of sticky toffee pudding without dairy eggs about and milk and butter it, yeah. yeah and my own version of a crumble and so on and so forth and so it was after a while I thought right I'm on a tv show um, it's a great platform yeah. I've, I've got all these gut issues that people don't know that I'm suffering with I can't 
eat all these different foods that nobody knows that I can't eat. Yeah. Same with my daughter. And I thought, why not use this platform to, A, write a book and help people that m may think they have the same issues as, as myself and then create a load of recipes to go to go with it so as once well. So once you had that idea, like how long did it take you then to like kind of come up with the recipes? Like so I would say two years in total. Um, so obviously I'm not a chef. I'm not a writer. I'm not, I'm a home cook. I'm certainly not a nutritionist. So I, I knew and recognized that I needed lots of help to put something together. That yeah, it's like a big project. Yeah, yeah it was a huge project. So very fortunate um, to know ex-head chef at the Hilton Hotel, who was working out of a really cool cafe in uh, Northern Quarter in Manchester. I kind of said to him, well, why don't you just help me tweak some of these recipes that I've made? You've got some great knowledge on how yeah. things should taste um, as a chef, and I'm using alternative ingredients. Could you help tweak mine? That's what we did. We worked together for quite a while. So I would put my recipes forward using almond milk and coconut oil and and then he would kind of tweak it for yeah, me and just so help me. Works, yeah. So we worked together for quite a while, tweaking a few different things. And and then I'd say it took me two years to write at the same time because obviously I've got the kids. I was on the TV show. I was painting at the same time. I was I literally was about on my fourth exhibition. I was doing my charity work and I, I just had loads on. So I just, I remember going on holiday school yeah. holidays I sat with a laptop on my legs whilst the kids swam in the, the swimming work, yeah. pool yeah and, and they really moaned at me and I said look I'm writing a book to help other people and help you this is to my daughter and and so yeah I'm just so glad I persevered really and it is and got I think like perseverance end. I think it's like so important yeah. with like anything what you do really you know just like yeah. sticking down and then just like yeah making sure like you, you finish it so i think no i think it's amazing and then oh thank you obviously mm. when, I, when i got introduced you at the free formality show great. and yeah. yeah i thought it was amazing so obviously because i didn't know about the the book before the show so yeah it's yeah amazing well, this is it you work. see i never knew of the free from allergy show neither I, I just came across it you know which is the great things about instagram and yeah. social media and uh, we contacted the free from allergy show and they were like oh definitely come along yeah. and um you know, I feel as though with the book, there's a whole huge set of people that don't know it's out there to yeah. help them. So hopefully by creating more awareness, um, I need to get more busy on social media. I'm just absolutely rubbish, I but it's really it, I hard. I find it like a full-time job. I think like it is, when yeah. everyone's setting up these blogs, like I'm like, it does take so much time and effort. I mean, like... Yeah. Even like doing a podcast and then you got to edit yeah, it and yeah, then you got exactly. to post it and then you got to make sure it's on like all your different channels. But I think like, yeah, like would you ever start then like a, would you ever think about like a YouTube channel then to like promote the, the your product or totally. the different recipes? Like? Yeah, I wanted to do a YouTube channel for ages and I did I kind of set one up and you see, I don't have any staff. I do everything myself and um, and that's because I'm a small business with the book yeah. and um I want to try and do everything myself and it's just really hard. It's like you've just said, you know, it's, it, it's a job all on its own. And yeah. um, I've had help before with social media, but it's not the same voice. It's not you. And so definitely one of my goals this year is to be more pro proactive and set up a YouTube account, do some more podcasts and um, 
and yeah, just really get out there really and spread the word and, and help it's other the only people. Way, like, someone told me it's like trying to get out as like many flags as possible. So yes. whether yeah. a podcast is one flag, a YouTube video is another flag, yeah. a blog post is like another flag. Yeah. And I've always I've always seen it as that like try and put out as many flags about who you are as possible. Yeah. And then you never know one person might see it and be like, Oh yeah, you know what I'll get involved in that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And with the book I self published as well because um that's really hard to get a publisher to take you on yeah. at the same time and um so that's the next step for me i really want to get out there and find a publisher to take on, to on that, the recipes that, yeah. and um because to self-publish is is really hard as well so but i'm gonna keep going keep, yeah keep persevering keep, keep so. persevering yeah so when you're not cooking um have you got a, p- a passion for painting so is it something yes. you've always done yeah since you was a kid or is it something you got into later on or how did that kind of yeah since um since I was really really small I used to sit with my granddad he used to doodle and I used to say granddad draw this for me draw that for me and then he'd go home and then I'd copy what he'd drawn and and then I was always drawing and painting at school and and then I'd win the art competition yeah, I was always in competition yeah. with this boy called Chris Kilner he was really good as well <laughs> so it was always me <laughs> against him yeah you and him, right? yeah you'd see my really dodgy piece yeah. up on the wall Stacey age nine of a dinosaur yeah. trying to beat Chris Kilner um, bless him but yeah and then I did GCSE art A-level art foundation and went off and did a complete different degree but always painted and always drew yeah. and then yeah being on the um on the show the tv show was an, another great way to use the platform to um, to get my artwork out there, really. And yeah. I think, like, like, being on the show, and I think you've been really open about it, like, yeah. obviously, like, reality TV, but I think, like, like speaking with you at the show and, like, speaking to you now, like, you you do all these, like, all these other amazing things, and mm. the show is literally a platform, to, like you Definitely. said, to mm. get your name out there and, like, show the, the world, gosh, as I'll show everyone, like, all the different... Yeah. I think, um, no, I definitely um, don't shy away from the fact that I I used the TV show as a platform, 100%. Mm. And I think um, it's reality TV and, and I entered into the world of reality TV and I loved every minute of it and I definitely don't have any regrets. I've got some great things. It's really funny, actually. I was either going on to the TV show or I was going back to university uh-huh. and... Um, <laughs> I just thought, you know what, Stacey, you're 40. Why are you going back to university? For God's sake, life's to be lived. Get on a reality yeah. TV show. And I love all the girls. I love all the production team. I made some great friends. Um, and I'm now off the show. But I do not make it um, a secret at all that I did that reality TV show with a goal in mind. And the goal was to create a business for myself that I can work around my children and be it down the artistic route and painting and drawing, which is my passion, um, or what I'm doing now, which has organically grown. And I never thought I'd be publishing a book off the back of well, the show. I, mean, I think people have got to respect that as well. Like you, mm. you've got this, you've grown this like, massive audience now, and then you've you've got this audience now to say, well, I'm, I'm doing this. Are you interested in it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think if I had the opportunity, like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? To like grow the audience and then get the the message out there, like. Mm. So yeah, no, I think yeah, totally. I mean, some people are like, oh my god, but it's reality TV. You have no control over the edit, and mm. and I just think, well, so be it. It's just, um, you know, my my son always takes the mick out of it. I think one of my um, taglines was, "If you don't take risks in life, why bother?" It was really yeah. funny, <laughs> but it's so true. And um, you know, I just life short, and 
I'm glad I didn't go back to university and I'm glad I did a reality TV show. Yeah, and it. I'm glad I'm sat here with you now because um, I've been able to paint and and paint for charity and raise money um, via my artwork. And I've been able to help others with the book and the research mm. with the book and my findings. And I'm just really enjoying everything I'm doing. What really. would the goals be with the book now? So you've, you've written the book and it's out there in the world, which people can get off like Amazon and everything. What, what would your next steps be? Would it be evolve the book or see where that book goes? And then do you have kind of like a goal set in mind? Yeah, definitely. I think I'm still on the book, if, if that makes any sense. I mean, so the book's been published one year now, but I still feel as though it's new because I feel as though it's still not, because I've still not got a publisher and I've still not, and I've self-published. Um, I've sold an incredible amount and helped and had so much feedback from the book. Um, and it's still helping people today. Um, I just feel as though it's still new. It's it's not old. It's yeah. not being done. It's still new. We're, I mean, we've both said earlier on, we're on the cusp of um, people with food allergies and intolerances, um, life becoming much more easier for us, people becoming more aware. And, you know, veganism is big, but it's also we've got to recognise now gut health and people have alternative ways of eating now. Yeah, it's not so the often, norm yeah. just to eat everyday normal food that we've all been eating for the past god knows how long um you know people have different diets now because they have to not because they want to when i say diet i don't mean a diet plan i mean a way of eating and um, because we don't have a choice it's this is the way and it's it's on the increase you know since i'd say since the 1960s and majority of the reason is is because of the environment that we're living, the food that we're eating has been processed and made differently, differently since nineteen sixty. Yeah. Um, so it takes its toll on the gut, and um, you know, and the environment does. And we're living much more stressful lives now. And um, stress is something else that has an impact on the gut, and um, so on and so forth. So, yeah, sorry, I always waffle. I'm really waffling off on another subject again. But the book, still new to me. But the next stage is, I think, and I've noticed when I met yourself at the Allergy yeah. Free From show, everybody was, um, it was, everybody was selling food. People were buying a product, and I feel that a lot of you, you know your average person can't buy all the ingredients that I use. Well, they can. Sorry, it's very easy. It's time. That's probably what I'm trying it's very to say. Time consuming, isn't it? It's I time consuming. To, you've got a Busy day. I think that's why I yeah. always think of Joe Witt's like 15 minute. Totally. Just because yeah. it's so fast and like you've got. The, yeah. yeah. And and I think, sorry, I, I probably should rephrase that. I think very easy to buy the ingredients for my book. Amazon, I've collaborated with Huttle Foods. You can buy everything you want now from Amazon. A oh, card really? online. The, yeah, amazing, it's brilliant. Man. But it's the time. It's the time element. And, um, and people just... Some people just can't bake and cook and don't want to and just want to come home and shove the pajamas on on a after work and a glass of wine. Yeah, and get a glass of wine. So I'm I'm hoping to develop one of the recipes and that's the sticky toffee pudding yeah. um, with the sauce and then we'll just go from there really. So if yeah. I can get my sticky toffee pudding manufactured um, on a small scale using all the ingredients I use, no preservatives, no refined sugars. Um, it may mean it's got a shorter shelf life, but yeah. um, if I can develop that into a product that people can, Buy, you yeah. know, for children and families, 
that can't have dairy, gluten, eggs, nuts, etc. It's fantastic. It tastes just like the real thing. So yeah. that's my first goal for this first half of the year. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Like, and then just kind of see where that takes you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we'll just go from there, really. And people keep saying you're not doing a safe one. I feel like, no, because the, the sweet one's yeah. still so new. I've not I've still not kind of like tipped I, the I edge feel of now the... with like food products it's just got to tick like so many boxes whether it's like yep. nut free gluten free egg yes. free right? and yeah. um, it can't just be like one thing now whereas in the past maybe if it was just yeah. a nut free or dairy free cake mm. it would have been fine but I think now like there's so many different mm. people with all these like different allergies you kind of yeah. got to like tick off like. and I think what's what's important as well is is that you're not tasting or eating something that tastes completely different you know yeah. what you and I should be able to still enjoy sticky toffee pudding in the same way we would have enjoyed a normal sticky toffee yeah. pudding and so my goal and my aim with all my recipes is to create food that tastes just like the real thing and that you wouldn't know that yeah. all those ingredients like dairy eggs milk were missing there, yeah. yeah so you know we had a dinner party a couple of well no a couple of months ago and um we did a sticky toffee pudding competition. So I baked, oh, really? um, I bought five different sticky toffee puddings from the supermarkets, different yeah. brands, and baked my one and shoved it somewhere in the six. Yeah, and I everybody had so. to taste, and they all marked, and I beat, um, if I'm allowed to say, uh, I beat Waitrose and Sainsbury's. Oh, amazing. So I came third. That's not that's, bad, is that's it? That's like your market research. Yeah. Right, like, and not one of my friends could tell which the was the yeah. sticky toffee pudding that, uh, that didn't have dairy well, eggs. Well, that's amazing. That I found that's like, like your market research. You know, like, yeah. like people can't tell the taste. Then, you know, like if someone buys it from the yeah. shop or whatever. Yeah. yeah so, th so they were the beginning of the journey, my yeah. friends. So, yeah. On Instagram, when you made an account, like you've, built this like we said before like this massive audience of like i think it's like 115,000 people which is incredible and then obviously when a w on your main account you've obviously got like your separate account to mm. obviously to do with like your book and like allergies and stuff did you ever speak about allergies on your main account oh god <laughs> the echo <laughs> um did you ever speak about allergies on your main account and then did you feel the need to like create a separate one which is a bit more specific to the audience um that's a really good question, and I'm still kind of slightly confused myself. No, to be honest, um, I don't think I've ever actually talked about food allergies and the book so much on my main account. And the reason I set up the other account was because I found that was a little bit more... I found a need for, for an outlet for the products that I'd created that I was selling, the Stacey Lifestyle products. So that was the artwork, limited edition prints of my artwork, the candles, the T-shirts. Uh, they're all lifestyle products that I created quite a while ago now. And um, if I ever posted something on my main account associated to art, let's say, yeah. it would just, people did not like it. Well, it just didn't engage. Didn't yeah. engage at all a piece of artwork up and it's like mm, yeah that's slightly boring and, and you know, I don't know it's really really weird so um I, I set up an, a new account that was Stacey Forty Lifestyle which enabled me to post anything creative to do with the artwork any exhibitions I had coming up any charity work that I had coming up um anything to do with the candles new t-shirts and anything creative and then yeah. I suppose once then the book organically happened yeah I didn't plan for the book to happen um I was poorly whilst on the show and investigating what was wrong with me whilst on the show 
And then I kind of started to develop in the last 12 months of being on the show. So I suppose I just automatically put everything to do with my food allergies and intolerances in the book on Stacey Forty lifestyle. I think, I think it makes sense. Do you think sense, I should put though, it more on the I've other? I've done the same. Like when mm. I like when I started talking about allergies, I made a separate account for it because like yeah, my friends were like, why. like, "Why are you talking about it all the time?" Whereas like like you said, if you've got an audience which are interested in that yeah. type of content, then it makes sense. I think I had to respect the fact that I had gained a platform and an audience that were used to see me on a TV show. And um, I'm I'm really into fashion and style as well and and travel. And I feel as though the Stacey Forsey follower on my main account was more engaging when they saw what I was wearing and where I was going and what I was doing. And, And I enjoy that side of having a public platform to share nice places to go, nice places to eat and drink and and yeah, I love style. You know, I, I'm a real I'm real high street girl at the moment as well when it comes to clothing. Yeah. I've totally gone off piece with buying really expensive clothes. I'm sorry, I totally don't buy the expensive yeah, clothes yeah. anymore. And um so I think people engage with that and then I don't know, I just found that anything to do with the art and my business and and, and charity just people found more engaging on the other yeah, account. Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? I don't it's know. I was funding interesting. I've actually, it, made, it kind of makes sense though, you know. If yeah, if well, I'm glad you said that because it's funny because over Christmas, I actually said to a couple of people that are around me and um, my husband and so on and so forth, I kind of said, do you not think now I should kind of like maybe bring the two together? And I just think, no, it's created now. It's, it's two there. different audiences, is it's two it? two different yeah. audiences. And um, it's there now, and I think and it's good as well. Yeah. And I think like with the with obviously the, the cookbook and the algae community, like so strong as well. They're very like engaged yeah. community. So I think like once, mm. like you said, once the books out there and like yeah. the, the algae community know about it, I think it's all like word of mouth, which is amazing yeah. because it's like you said, it's not that big really. Like, no, in terms of, but like, I think something I, I definitely will do, um, which I've not done before, is the Stacey Forsey lifestyle account. Um, I definitely make that more about the book and my food yeah. allergies and intolerances going forward. Um, definitely, rather maybe less art and yeah. less uh, lifestyle products, and more about the book and um, sticky toffee pudding, maybe, yeah. and and talk, talk more openly about living with food allergies and intolerances yeah. and, and gut health issues and I think on it's there. one of the things that just like keep growing. I think like, cause mm. I feel like at the minute there's like a, a few people with allergies with these accounts and they've got like a reasonable size mm. audience, but there's no one who's just like mm. got the millions, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think it, I feel, I feel like at the minute it's not quite there, but I think hopefully in the future, like mm. it will make allergies a bit more accessible the more people talk about it. Cause I yeah. feel like there's only like a small group really like. Yeah, definitely. And I found from being a bit more open about what I've been through, I found that people will write to me and don't actually realize that they're suffering with, because it's like we said before, it doesn't necessarily, when you have a food allergy or a food intolerance, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always life threatening, but it can have a really awful side effects on a really awful impact I should say on your life um it can affect your mental health um it can affect your um your energy levels your skin how you look you know how you feel it's awful you know I think it's so important Mm. to like talk about these like topics as well and I think with the podcast I didn't want it allergies is always going to be the forefront of the podcast but I think it's Mm. so open to like talk about 
mental health or like you said yeah. or like but, and it shouldn't be like specific to one topic because I feel no. like it affects all these other areas as yeah. well yeah definitely and um I know for a fact when I'm not eating all the foods that I should eat and um, correctly for for example now Christmas um it has an effect on my mental state of mind I start to feel a little bit low yeah. and um I think we're still so far behind on um, nutrition and gut health. Um, I, I think we still don't know the extent of how much it's having an impact on our lives. Um, you know, an unhealthy gut and not eating the right foods. Right foods. Uh, you need yeah. to watch Game Changers. Like, oh, on we'll Netflix. do. I've not yeah. watched it yet, but my parents keep going on about it. Saying, oh, okay. Like, it's yeah. all about um, like the vegetarian diet and how it changes like your energy and your health. Yes, and, like, yeah. I've not watched it yet, so I can't say too much. My parents, the whole mm. Christmas, like, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. Every yeah. night, I'm like, I'm not watching it. Like, no, yeah. no, you oh, I will do, definitely. So, yeah, you should yeah. watch that and see if that has a... Yeah. I, I'm just obsessed with gut health at the moment, so yeah. I've got, like, a pile of books that I got for Christmas. Yeah. I'm trying to... I speak to... Um, Is there many people talking about it on, on Instagram? Is it a big... Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, it's just, it's, you know... It's, we're all busy in lives, aren't we? Mm. Just having the time to educate yourself and understand more. And, and that's what I just keep doing. Every time I get a spare hour in a day, which is very rare, I try and read and educate myself a little bit more about my gut and my nutrition and, and how I can evolve and how I can change. I don't want to stay like this. Surely I can start to reintroduce new foods. And um, I feel as though I just don't know half of, you know, yeah what's out there for me with regards to I think it's so important as well to like constantly like mm. learn as well you know what you said when you've got that spare hour like yeah. try and do something where you're learning about a topic or yes, yeah. not wasting it watching TV for an hour I've no. always been like that to mm. me sister like, yeah I mean you've got to switch off haven't you you've got to have a switch off time but um, I just think with what I'm going through I've learned so much and uh, I just want to try and help other people create awareness to to realize that you don't have to live the way you are doing and that what you are eating could be having a huge effect on your life and, uh, and not you don't realize it. Yeah. Mm. We'll finish on that. I just want to say like, thank you so oh, much no, for thank coming you on for the Make and Take podcast. And, um, and I've really enjoyed it. It's been really interesting to, like I said, I didn't really know much about like the gut and the, yes, it's yeah. something, like really like new to me. So it's like, mm and about your cookbook so if they had to find your cookbook online where do they find it so my website www.stacey40.co.uk or on amazon amazon and then if anyone wants to follow you on instagram your yes, handle is um the main handling is at stacy 40 or where i'll be talking more about the book and gut health and my new uh, sticky toffee pudding will be at Stacey 40 Lifestyle. So we've got that to look forward to. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> That's exciting. Great, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the no, podcast. No, thanks for having me. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's listened to the Make and Tame podcast this year. It's just been like overwhelming the amount of like listeners and the amount of people have actually like reached out to me to say like the podcast has helped them. And I think that's the main thing for me is trying to help as many people as possible. And then doing a podcast is just for me has been this great platform to interview all these amazing guests. So if you do get a spare minute, please, please, please write me a view on iTunes. It means so much. And hopefully if I can get more listeners listening to the Make and Tay and I can help more people with allergies. So yeah, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, just thanks again and May Contain Series 2 will be happening very soon around springtime. Bye.